Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. I am Rena, and I am your host today. Today it is just me. Uh, a lot of times John and I are on the show together. Occasionally he does it himself. And um, you know, we've gotten some really great feedback on the show lately that people like it when we're here together. And honestly, we enjoy that a lot too. We can kind of play off each other. We have a good time. And we both have different ways of sharing information. And I think that helps it to be more beneficial for you, the listeners. So just wanted to let you know we're making more of an effort starting next week to uh, be doing the show together, and that'll be a lot of fun. This week's show is How You Are Being Matters. So we're going to be diving deep into what it means to understand how you're being, what that means, and be able to change it up for something, a beingness that's really more beneficial for you and for other people. Because how you're being affects other people, and then it affects how that they respond to you. So when I'm talking about how you're being, you know, we're going to look at a bunch of different like continuums, a different bunch of different ways of being. And for example, are you being open? Are you being closed? Are you being positive? Are you being negative? And there's lots and lots of different ways. So we've got lots to go over for the show. And the one of the main things I want you to get is how you're being. First of all, you can change it. And secondly, you want to know how it how it is, what it's like for other people, because it affects them, which in turn affects your relationship and the results that you get in your relationships. So essentially, a relationship takes two people, right? And so you can change your part of the equation to get what you're getting back, to change what you're getting back in the relationship. And I love that because it's empowering and opens up possibilities. So if you're not like really stoked about the relationships that you have and the relationships and how people are responding to you, well, good news is you can change that. And that's exactly what we're looking at today. For example, do people want to be around you? Do people like you? Do people trust you? Do they want to share with you? And are they willing to do things for you? Those are just some examples of how you're being in a relationship, how that's affecting them, and how it's affecting the relationship and what you're getting back in return. Like I said, the beauty of it is you have the power to change that and ultimately to change the results that you're getting in your relationship. So this is all good news and powerful stuff. Now, I created... Um, first of all, just so you know, this is very much based on my passion of waking people up to their impact. So you're going to be becoming aware of how you're affecting other people. And there's a, very much of a benefit in this to you because it's going to improve the quality of your relationships and what you're getting back from other people. As I was starting to explore this a couple years ago, I created a fictional character. His name is Joe Impact. Now, you can imagine Joe Impact. He's a tall man, and I picture him kind of in black slacks and a white button-up long-sleeve shirt, maybe a tie. But what's really striking is the red cape flapping in the back behind him in the wind. Maybe he's got a big eye on his chest for impact. And he is all about making a positive impact in the world. Okay, his specific thing is sex trafficking. And he has personally been responsible for freeing three girls from sex trafficking. Granted, this is a fictional character, but just check it out. Play with us for a little bit. And he's continued on in his efforts to make his positive impact, his focus difference that he's making in the world. And he's doing a great job at it. He leads a lot of fundraising efforts uh, to give to organizations who are helping to restore young women who've been trafficked, right? So he's really making a difference. 
However, in his home life, he's not having so much of a positive impact. All of his time and effort is spent outside the house making that positive impact. However, his wife and kids, they're being a little neglected. Now, you can imagine his kids, they're involved in sports, a major meeting, meetup, or whatever you call it, a a meet, a competition, and, and dad's not there. He's not there for those special moments. He's not there for the kids to share what's going on. He is not really there in the critical formation of their character and the the deep lesson that kids internalize that they're important and that they're worthwhile. Dad's really not participating in that. Joe Impact's attentions are focused elsewhere. And frankly, his wife is getting some of that too. She's being rather neglected and not feeling loved or cared for. She's really kind of left to fend for herself and taking care of herself and the kids and tending to his needs. That was my first attempt, really, at drawing out the importance of being aware of how we're affecting people around us. And here on the Impact Hour, we've had a lot of emphasis on go out and make a difference, do something that you're passionate about and seriously change lives. And we love that because you're capable of that and people need that. And at the same time, it's critical for you to be aware of how you're affecting other people around you. Certainly in your home environment, um, other friends, work, community, all these different circles emanating out from us, we're affecting people around us all the time. And a lot of it is in how we're being. Because your beingness is going to affect your relationships and reflect your relationships are going to affect your quality of life. So this should be of concern to you as well. So it certainly is my passion to wake people up to their impact. And I want you to know that there's a lot of benefit for you in understanding how you're being and how you're affecting other people. I did a show a month or two ago on meaningful connection and kind of looked a little bit about beingness there. And if you're interested in having more deeper connections with people, you can check that out. We post our show recordings to theimpacthour.com. And you can also subscribe to this show as a podcast. Just go to theimpacthour.com and there's a link to do that there. So I mentioned on this show, we're going to be looking at a lot of different ways of being. And I want you to know, here's just a, a, a sampling. Here's a few of them. And they all lie on a continuum. Okay. And that means that they're, it, it's not either one or the other. It's, is it more of this or is it more of that? So for example, are you being vulnerable or are you being guarded? That's one example of a continuum. Are you focusing on possibilities or on a problem? Are you curious or are you assuming? Are you present for somebody or are you distracted? Those are just a few of the beingnesses, ways of being that we're going to be diving into and want you to know that it's, it's not all or nothing. So this is a great opportunity for you to explore and examine where are you along this continuum and um, where can you improve? Where is it not being beneficial for you? How would it be more beneficial to change the way that you're being and therefore change the way that people are experiencing you? I'm very excited for this topic And I wanted to let you know that if you're so inclined, you can call into the station and join the conversation on how you're being, how that's affecting other people, and how it's affecting your relationships. So you can call into the show here at 866-576-1055. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with some great information for you. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? 
Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we are talking about how your being matters. The way that you're being, the way you're showing up, how people are experiencing you makes a real difference in your life, in your experience of how other people are around you and what you're getting in relationships. <clears throat> So there's a whole lot of different ways of being. We're going to look at some of them today. And there's one that's really big. I just wanted to be able to go into it in a little more depth. So we're starting with the idea of judgment. And this continuum is being accepting versus being judging. Okay, and we're going we're gonna to talk about this because judging has a lot of connotations out there. And and so let's let's talk about what I mean by judging, because I guess that's the most relevant for this conversation. When I talk about judging something or somebody, you're making them or making what they're doing good or you're making it bad. You're judging, is that good? Is that bad? You're judging if it's right or wrong. So you can tell it's got a lot of emotional emotions attached to it. It's really kind of intense. So instead of seeing what somebody's doing, what they're saying, golly, even who they are. Instead of seeing that as good or bad, right or wrong, I want you to think about on a different level. Is it beneficial or is it not beneficial? Does it have consequences? What are the consequences of the choices that they're making, the actions that they're taking, their words? So instead of making it good or bad, right or wrong, um, how's it working for them? If this is about you, how's it working for you? Because we can judge ourselves too. And truth is, it's not beneficial. It's not helpful to be thinking something is is good or bad, especially bad or wrong. Those are it's just really not helpful. So looking at this in the new fashion as to how beneficial or not beneficial is it? What are the consequences? Kind of opens up more options okay it's really more option based opportunities and for example when you're judging yourself you did something and maybe you wished you had done something different and in your mind you're categorizing it as bad or wrong okay what would be more beneficial is to ask you know, what might you do instead in the future? Or what do you want to do from here? Now, the trick is, anytime somebody's being judged, that and judgment, tell you what, see, absolutely seeps through. If you're thinking or feeling that what they did is wrong or bad, it will come through. They're going to feel it. It'll be in your tone of voice. It'll be in your choice of words. It'll be in your body language. It's ick. It just feels absolutely icky to have someone be all judging you. Maybe you've experienced that yourself. And so you know that from your own experience. Sometimes we like to think that we can just hide it. And maybe they won't really notice that we're thinking that what they did was really stupid or wrong or terrible or bad. And, and the truth is people really pick up on it. And there's a fascinating dynamic, which is that when somebody's being judged, they have to resist it. They've got, it's like they're being pushed, and they need to push back. 
hey, it's it's just kind of how it is. It's almost like a law of nature or something. And like I said, maybe you can see it from the perspective of having been judged. How is that for you? Does that just open you up and be like, oh, yeah, thank you. I'd really like to take a look at that. <laughs> or does it make you kind of want to close down and, and push back? So resistance is a funny thing. I have a lot of experience with resistance. Resistance is when we're not cool with how something is. We're not good with it. It's not acceptable to us. We're not satisfied. We really um, are experiencing a reaction against it. And like I said, the good, the right, the wrong, the bad, that, that's really coming up and it's not okay for us. That's, that's when we're experiencing resistance. I have a story around that. I Let's see, John and I had just started writing a book, so it's been a few years. And I had recently experienced some um, additional vision loss, uh, losing some of my central vision. So I was sitting at the computer trying to write, and what I found is the quality of my writing was not up to my usual um, quality. And I was realizing that it was actually too difficult to see it on the screen to read it, reread it, reread it again, because that, that's what it was like when I wrote the book. I had to read my stuff so much, change it, reread it, change it, reread it. And I wasn't changing and rereading because it was too much effort. And I'm like, man, this isn't working for me. So, and I'm like, I'm in the middle of a book project. We just started it and committed to, to finishing it among ourselves, and me and John. And I'm like, what do I need to do? What can I do? I got to do this. I was kind of freaking out. And I decided I needed... Um, a machine that could read to me. And I had seen one at Society for the Blind, and um, I decided that we needed to buy me one. And upon researching, it's like four or $5,000. <laughs> and um, we didn't have the cash on hand for that. And, and I was just really, for me, I, I found that situation unacceptable, that I couldn't see to do my work anymore and I didn't have the solution that I could the only solution I could think of and I was in such resistance it was very unpleasant it's almost like a spinning sensation just emotionally there's there's frustration there's anger there's irritation for me that's what resistance looks like and I was like (laughs) John John called me out on it in a pretty loving way it actually worked he's like I know you're in resistance and I'm like I am and I stopped and I looked at it and I remembered thinking about learning about resistance and the personal development programs we've been in. And I remember they had said, what is, is, and I'm satisfied. And that's the, kind of the opposite of resistance. That's acceptance. And I had modified it because I really couldn't handle the what is, is, and I'm satisfied. So I changed it to what is, is, and I accept it. And I thought about it. I'm like, John. You're absolutely right. I find this to be completely unacceptable. And uh, at least that moment was the opportunity for me to change and to um, accept the situation. And what's interesting is when I stopped fighting it so hard, found it to be so completely unacceptable, wrong, not okay, bad, then I could have the resourcefulness to actually change and find a new solution. So what it did is it, um, I was able to be more resourceful, have problem-solving skills and the energy to put into that. And I actually um, contacted Society for the Blind, and uh, they kindly loaned me a machine that I could use that would read to me when I typed it in. And that's how we finished our book project, our book Splash Increase Your Life's Impact. I did it with a machine where I typed it in, and it would read it back to me, and I could make it read different amounts and different things to me. And um, I found the solution once I stopped resisting. So acceptance being the other end of the continuum of judgment, judgment making something bad or wrong, accepting is being okay with it. And that's just being okay with it for the moment. Stop freaking out about it. Like I said, dude, I totally speak about this from experience. And I thought about an analogy that I think is, is really helpful. It's as though you're on a bus and you're going to your, your dream vacation, say, for example, a resort in San Diego, right? And you're on the bus and the bus pulls into the parking lot and psh, opens up the door. 
everybody piles off the bus. You look around, you're nowhere near a resort in San Diego. You're like in the middle of Barstow, California. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't what I signed up for. Now's the opportunity. Are we going to go into judgment about what's going on, or are we going to have some acceptance? And the neat thing is, is when we're not flipping out about what's going on, so we find ourselves in Barstow, yeah, that's not where we wanted to be. So we get off the bus, we look around and go, huh, isn't that interesting? I had signed up for San Diego, and here I am in Barstow. This isn't where I want to be. All right, how do I get to San Diego, which is where I want to be? Can you see the difference between that versus some other guy gets off the bus and he's cussing, this is where I was supposed to be, and going on and on and freaking out and kind of stressing out people around him, you know, because that has an effect of how he's being and starting to affect other people. That's not helpful. Dude's not going to get to San Diego because he's too busy flipping out. So that's the beauty with being more accepting and less judging less judgmental. This is a really big deal when it comes to dealing with teenagers. If you have a teen in your house, it's really, really easy. I also speak from experience on this, to be in judgment of their choices. This happens in relationships all over the place. I'm just zooming in on teens in case you can relate to that. Okay, the choices that they're making about the friends that they hang out with, how they spend their time, homework choices, chores, spending money or not spending or saving or not saving, uh, all these things we can um, certainly have an opinion on. But when we're making it bad or wrong, they will need to resist it. Versus you just got off the bus, looked around and said, wow, you know, this isn't where I expected to be. I really thought I would have raised my kids to be a little more... um, regular in doing their chores okay since this is where I'm at now where do I want to go all right want to talk about some natural consequences of not doing chores and you know help them to see that it's affecting me and it might affect my John and I were just talking about this can you imagine Um, maybe when they're 18 I might be a little less disinclined to have them stay at home if they haven't been contributing You know, that's just a natural consequence. Not saying, you know, you better step up or you're out of here, pal. That's a a harsh consequence, and, you know, that's an option. They might kind of resist that. So just kind of laying out some natural consequences is kind of a better option in, in dealing with teenagers. So... If you're wanting to change, and what I'd love to do in looking at all these different ways of being, this first one being accepting or judging, I want to see how we can move more toward what's beneficial. So for being more accepting, um, this is a really neat practice, seeking to understand the person, what's going on with them, caring about them. That's going to create less resistance in them. So I want you to consider how maybe in your own life you've been a little more judging than you'd like and how you might learn to um, practice being more accepting. As we're going into a break, I want to let you know we're going to have some more great information on different ways of being so you can change it up and get better results in your relationships and more satisfaction in life. Glad that you're listening. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Your home is so much more than square footage and a floor plan. So why would you entrust buying a new home or selling your home to anyone but Ellen Hurley, the Real Estate Insider? And tune in weekdays from noon to 1 for Ellen Hurley's show, The Real Estate Insider, exclusively on Money 105.5. Call 916-726-9000. 
Business decisions can be daunting. A.L. Harvey Law is here to assist you with everyday transactional and litigation needs, from choosing between a corporation or an LLC to creating and negotiating contracts, handling employee disputes, employee handbooks, and wage questions, all the way through partnership dissolutions and buying out a shareholder. A.L. Harvey Law cares about providing you with exceptional service so you can relax and get to business. Go to alharveylaw.com or call 530-217-3520. SacramentoHelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, have you been stealing lunches out of the fridge and posting reviews online? Finishing one right now, Mr. Employee of the Month. Hey, is that my lunch? Yep, today's meatballs were very dry. My wife made those. One star out of five. Would not steal again. If you don't mind hiring Dave's, go to the huge national job boards. That's probably what you'll get. But if you want more employees of the month, go where local job seekers find good local jobs. SacramentoHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. SacramentoHelpWanted.com. Salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Oh, man. What's going on, Mr. Employee of the Month? Oh, nothing, Dave. It's just a paper jam. Paper jam? Hey, guys, time for a paper jam! I shouldn't have said anything. If you don't mind hiring Dave's, go to the huge national job boards. That's probably what you'll get. But if you want more Employees of the Month, go where local job seekers find good local jobs. SacramentoHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. What if I told you there's a wealth management firm that offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee? Think it doesn't exist? Think again. Hi, I'm Mo Ansari, president of Compaq Asset Management. When you start a new relationship with Compaq, we'll create your customized investment portfolio and financial plan dedicated to help you reach your goals. Try us out for a year. If you're not happy for any reason, you'll get all of the management and maintenance fee that you paid refunded. This is our 100% satisfaction guarantee. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword talk to Mo to find out more. Again, from your cell phone, dial pound 250, keyword talk to Mo. Satisfaction guarantee doesn't apply to fees and commissions charged by third parties for such things as insurance products or mutual fund redemptions. It also doesn't apply to any market losses which might occur in an account. For additional information regarding this guarantee, please see the disclosure brochure available at the time you enroll or upon request. Compact Asset Management is a registered investment advisor. Funds can Custodian Fidelity Institutional Wealth Services, member FINRA SIPC. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John. John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Very glad that you've joined us today. We are talking about you, how your being matters. And if you would like to join the conversation, you are welcome to call into the studio at 866-576-1055 and share you know, questions and comments you have about how you're being and how that's affecting your relationships and affecting what you're getting back in relationships. So, awesome stuff. You know, we were just talking about judgment or being accepting versus judging and seeing that on a continuum and kind of looking for, I'm hoping that you're assessing for yourself, where are you at on that continuum? Are you identifying things as being bad or wrong? Or are you finding that you can accept them and move forward from there? If it's something that you want to change totally cool but if you're fighting it if you're in resistance to it because you're judging it it's going to be really tough to move forward very related to that is another continuum of being curious versus being assuming so assuming can kind of have some judgment in especially kind of when you're filling in the blanks 
um, with, you know, you don't really know why somebody's saying or doing what they're saying or doing, and you're filling in the blanks as why. You're assuming their intentions. There's a lot of options for having assumptions. Being curious is a much better way of being. It's actually very beneficial for you and for the people around you. You know, I've talked about how people really have a need to be seen and heard and understood. They want you to know that you get them. And when you're being being curious, they will get that message that you really do care about them and that you do get them because you're exploring. Now, what I've found is there are so many opportunities for misunderstandings. In fact, John and I are working on this in our own relationship it's really amazing how words are such an imperfect representation of what we're wanting to express. It is very difficult to find the words that convey it and that are received as meaning what we meant. So there's tons of opportunity for misunderstanding. I have a funny story around that. It was a couple weeks ago. I was making pancakes for the dinner. Family loves that, you know. So I had just gotten the batter together, and I like to give the guys a heads up as to when dinner will be ready so they can stop playing their computer games or TV shows, whatever, coordinated. I like to be considerate of that. So I hollered upstairs. I'm like, hey, guys, I, I just finished making the pancake batter. I don't know how long it'll take to make the pancakes because it always takes longer than I expect. And I heard John call back down. He's like, so when are they going to be ready? And I, there was this awkward silence, and then I laughed and my son laughed at the same time because I thought, surely he must have been joking. How could he ask when they're going to be done when I just said they wouldn't be done? <laughs> and so I had to, I, I checked in with him later because I was concerned that maybe he might have been offended that we laughed because he was actually – he what he really wanted was to find out, did he have time to watch another episode of the show he was watching on Netflix. And um, <laughs> and it just, it was, to me, a really great example of how we can think that we're communicating and absolutely not be communicating what we thought we were at all. So having this understanding that there's often misunderstanding can be really helpful. Having communication back and forth, checking in to make sure that your words are um, being received is helpful. And then understanding that when somebody is saying something to you, you might not be getting what they're really trying to convey. And this is something I'm really embracing. I, I'm going to you know, talk a little bit. To consider this for yourself. How you might integrate this more in is just be more curious. Oh, what do you mean by that? Because somebody will say something, and I find in the back of my mind, I'm like, gosh, I wonder what that means. And um, up until recently, my habit's just been to just let it go and figure I kind of understood. And I'm like, no, I, I really do want to understand what that meant. Because oftentimes, what they're trying to say is different than what I was thinking they were saying. So really seeking to understand, right? It's like Stephen Covey's Seek First to Understand principle. Very beneficial. And another way to implement this change is an affirmation, and I know sometimes affirmations can seem a little silly. They've been, um, I don't know if in your experience they've been overused. I, I've seen them a lot. But this is something that I've embraced for myself, this one in particular. I am, imp- I am compassionately curious. In a compassionate way, I'm very curious about people. I want to understand where they're at, what they're experiencing, what are they wanting to convey to me. So asking lots of questions is a way to change how you're being and to help you be more curious versus assuming. Love that one. Gosh, it feels good when somebody's curious and wants to know what's going on with us and what do we mean and what do we care about and how are we. Who doesn't love that, right? So be more curious. The next uh, way of being that we're going to look at is being present or being distracted. This can be super easy to be distracted. It can be an external distraction. For example, our phone, which is always clamoring our attention with notifications and texts and calls and emails and all kinds of things. So there's um, also what's going on around us just physically in the environment. 
there's a lot of internal distractions going on as well. So you might be talking with somebody, but what you're really thinking about is what are you fixing for dinner tonight? What did you need to pick up at the grocery store? And instead of being really present, listening to that person, giving them your attention, being available for them, you're being distracted. So that, dude, that's totally going to affect your relationships with people, right? I mean, who wants to be with somebody who's distracted all the time? That doesn't feel good. It's not affirming. doesn't help you to feel valued or important or cared about. So being present for somebody and available and paying them really good attention, good quality attention, will definitely benefit your relationships. Another way to, um, boy, I just had a thought, and I want to make sure. I'm just going to bring it up here in case I, I don't have it later. One way to help with the being distracted is to recognize when a thought comes up, if this is like an internal distraction. This is a mindfulness practice, practice, which is to see that thoughts don't have, you know, a life of their own. It's something that um, you have some control over. They, they pop up, and they, they kind of likened it, this book that I read likened it to a, a bubbling stream, bubbling brook that's flowing by, and thoughts just kind of um, emerge from the service and kind of float up as a, as a bubble. And you can give it a little bit of attention. Now you can grab it and, like, run with it, right? That's when a thought takes on a life of its own. Or you can just simply acknowledge it and then let it go. And it's part of, like I said, the mindfulness practice of just being present in the moment, which is not letting all those individual random thoughts take over. And it's nice because you don't need to beat yourself up when you get an internal distraction, a, a random thought while you're trying to pay attention to somebody else. Uh, you can simply acknowledge it and let it go. A very helpful practice for being present with other people. <clears throat> also, another continuum that we're looking at for a way of being is being self-focused or other-focused. And being self-focused might be concerned about how you look. Are you looking smart? Are you looking attractive? Um, how are you looking physically? So being co and more concerned about getting your needs met versus being focused on the other person. Other focused is what we're wanting. And sometimes the way this plays out in a conversation, somebody will be like um, sharing what's going on with them, sharing an experience that they had. And maybe you can relate to that, and then you kind of commandeer the conversation, run off with it, saying, oh, you know, I had something like that happen too. Let me tell you all about it. And um, that's being more focused on yourself instead of on the other person. And another alternative way is being of being is being curious. Again, seeing people as um, people is going to be a better way of being versus seeing them as objects, something in your way. So what you can do is kind of tap into your sense of empathy and what are they feeling and how does that, how are you feeling in response to that? Seeing people as folks who have hopes and dreams and wants and needs and experiences and really pay attention to that instead of seeing them as, you know, for example, someone who's in your way uh, while you're in traffic. <laughs> See them as a person. Because nobody likes to be in traffic with people who are seeing you as an object, right? Yeah. So seek to see and find the essence of the person. Really see them as a soul, as an individual, somebody that you can really care about. Here's another interesting way of being, and it's that of being confident versus being insecure. Now, I had a fun time exploring this because confident can go to another extreme, which is being overbearing. And again, that would be not being concerned about another person. Um, but being confident um, is actually helpful in a conversation versus insecure. Insecure is going to be really pulling back. And we'll dive into that a little bit more after the break. And um, that's going to be really beneficial because uh, 
the way that you're being in that way, being confident will help a conversation um, and a connection with people. That'll be much more beneficial. We are heading into a break, and I want you to stay tuned. We've got some more really great information on how your beingness matters. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Talking today about how you are being matters, how it affects other people, how it affects the results you're getting in relationships. We're looking at a variety of continuums. And I wanted to look at the kind of, per- imagine the kind of person who really builds other people up. Okay, versus the kind of person who really tears people down and how that's really going to be affecting other people. So are you the kind of person who builds other people up? Man, people love it. Who's not going to gravitate toward that, right? And another related to that is sometimes people are at the other extreme. They're not building it's not about building or tearing other people down. They tear themselves down. So that's like self-deprecating. That actually has a negative impact on other people too. I know I feel icky when somebody's really putting themselves down. I want to be around people who build people up in general, themselves, other people, me, for example. So if you want to be more of the kind of person who builds people up, make an effort to make the other person that you're interacting with to feel like a rock star. Now, I played a little bit with this this last weekend with John's family. They have um, a deep need to be affirmed and to um, be right in a conversation. It's it's really a little intense. And, and I go in, and in the past, I've gotten kind of sucked in, and I share an idea, and somebody will kind of attack it. And then I'll want to defend it. And so what I chose this, this last weekend in, in our visit was my goal was to help them each feel like a rock star. So it wasn't about me being heard. It wasn't about me expressing myself. It's important that I have relationships in my life where I do get that, and I did not expect that to get that over this past weekend. Instead, I made it all about them. So when they shared something, I affirmed. I Sometimes I would reflect back, make sure I understood what they were saying. I would point out what was good about that and help them to feel really secure and that, that really felt good. It was, it was a very good visit with them. So check that out. Set the intention of making the people that you interact with feel like a rock star. Now, that does require some of the confidence we were just talking about because you got to feel good enough about yourself. You don't want to make yourself feel good at someone else's expense. So if that's a new idea for you, I encourage you to think about that and how you can feel good about yourself, how you've got it going on. That way you can help other people feel good about how they've got it going on too. Another important way of being is being vulnerable versus guarded. And I have several here actually that are related, so I'm going to put them together. Well, first, visible versus or um, vulnerable versus guarded. Are you willing to share things about yourself where you might not look um, perfect? Um, where you might put yourself a little bit at risk. Maybe somebody might not think as highly of you if you made a mistake. 
are you willing to be vulnerable or do you have a shield up a guard up where you're not going to let people in that close it's mighty hard to make a good connection with somebody who's being guarded so being vulnerable will be beneficial to you in your relationships in your connecting with people as a way of being because then people can connect with you nobody can relate to somebody who's perfect so you've got to be willing to share how you're not perfect and that's a way of being vulnerable being visible versus hiding out okay some people you can see them they're there but they're hiding out so they're hiding uh, what's important to them they're keeping their their energy in they're not sharing of themselves um, very minimal interaction so there's actually a lot of different ways of hiding out and john and i are going to do an entire show on that that's what we're planning on next week being visible or versus hiding out so tune in for that because we've got tons of really good material on that very similar to all this is being open or closed and people are going to have a hard time connecting with somebody who's closed versus somebody who's open and it might just be body language it's being receptive to what people are saying there's a lot of really great things about being open and also being able willing to take risks versus playing it safe that's really going to affect a relationship and so if this is something that you struggle with around being vulnerable um, or exposing yourself being open Here's something that you can do to help with that, which is to identify a childhood experience that you had that gave you the message that it's not safe to to be real and to expose yourself. Start to explore that. Write about it. Ask yourself if it's really true and put it to the test. That's what you're going to find that in general, it's very beneficial to share openly of yourself and trust yourself to not like overshare. I think that you're really going to, if you trust your intuition on that, you're going to have a good balance. Some other ways of being this, I'm going to plow through this because I'm running out of time, which is awesome that I've got so much really great stuff to share about this. Love this. Focus on being positive versus negative. Focus on uh, possibilities versus the problem. Do totally picture hanging out with people who are positive, They're, they see possibilities, um, you know, versus somebody who's really focused on the problem or they're really focused on the negative. That has a huge impact on other people and how much people like being around you. So more focus on the positive. Here's another way of being being that's beneficial, which is being responsible. That's seeing your part in creating the results that you're getting in your life versus being not responsible, which is where you're blaming other people. Okay, so you can change your language simply saying, um, instead of saying I have to or I can't, you can say I choose to or I get to. And we have a show on that. I wish I could remember the name of it. Just listen to a bunch of them. Got a really a lot of really good stuff there. Show recordings are available at theimpacthour.com. Another way of being is to <clears throat> be connected with yourself. And when I say being connected to yourself, to be aware of your own emotions and what's going on inside of you. Some people are completely unaware of their feelings, and their, yet their feelings are out there blasting other people. So being aware of what's going on inside of you, it's learning to be okay with feelings. Because the fact is when we experience a feeling and we stop telling ourselves the story that created it, but just let the feeling be, uh, the feeling moves. It, it, it shifts and it adjusts and it settles down. So learning to be okay with your feelings and knowing what's going on inside of you will have a tremendous effect on other people because being disconnected from it is really, it's really hard on other people. So I've had a lot of really good information. And what's really exciting is I'm actually creating a class on this. And you will be able to learn about how you're being, be able to identify it, um, identify your feelings, manage your feelings, see how you're affecting other people, be able to adjust it, and really get the results that you're wanting in your relationships. And this is great for parents 
It's great for bosses. It's great for salespeople. It's great for friends uh, because how we're showing up, how we're being is affecting other people. And it's creating the results that we're getting in our life. It's totally shaping how people respond to us. And the really neat thing is that we have the power to be able to change that to get more of the results that we want. And for a lot of these things, I want to just kind of end with the idea that gratitude and being grateful is a really fantastic way of being. That's something you can integrate more into your life, just doing writing down three things at the end of the day that you're grateful for or at the beginning of the day, whatever works good for you. But focusing on what's going right, focusing on the positive, focusing on what you're really appreciating, you'll tend to have more of it and you'll see more of it. So I want to encourage you to be more grateful. That will be a blessing to other people because that's going to, again, affect how people are experiencing you. I really thank you for your time today and for your attention, and I applaud you for being willing to see how you're showing up, see how you're affecting other people, how you're being, and I really encourage you to take it on for yourself. It's an awareness. It's a practice. It's something to develop. You know, just go ahead and join me on the journey because I haven't arrived. There's always room for improvement. And so you are in the right place. Thank you for your time and make it an awesome week. Thanks for listening to the Impact Hour.